Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello friends, thank you for downloading the Hot Lap Podcast again. Uh, i tell you what, right, I'll, tell, I'll explain to you, like proper inside baseball of how I do the podcast, because I find it's easier to get it uploaded quickly on Sunday evening. Um, basically, I don't edit it, you might have noticed that, uh, but I have like the little um, like network thing queued up, and then I have the intro music queued up queued up queued up and then I start talking like when it's at the sort of right point of the like, of the drop off on the on my little fade on the intro uh, I, f- I find it's easy because that means I can just then upload it and I don't have to go back and start splicing things in and make sure making sure things sound right and things like that it's just an easy way of doing it podcast tip um but like the fucking intro music to this show fucks, doesn't it? Like it if that was if that wasn't like just rando piece of music that I managed to buy off someone on the internet, if he if he wrote for a band, I'd buy their music because it's fucking cool. Anyway, I hope you're all having a lovely weekend. Um it's seven o'clock nearly on a Sunday evening in the UK. Um, I've had a lovely weekend. I'm now sporting a um, brand new tattoo that you might have seen on um, Instagram and Facebook that I posted up. Uh, that was designed for for me by our very own Susie Manson, and she also did uh, some of the some of the work on it as well. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. I've always wanted a tattoo, and I've got one, and it's like shining related, which makes it extra cool. Um, so apart from that, we had Formula One to deal with, didn't we? Great. I was glad we had Formula One to deal with because otherwise, like most of the time, things are pretty shitty. So for two hours in our lives, we can forget about the shitty stuff and just watch some cars go around the track. Um, before we start talking about the about, about where the people were and what order they came in and various stories that I managed to grab a hold of uh, before my brain stopped working... Uh, I thought it was a pretty boring Grand Prix. Uh, I think this I, this is going to be like the opposite of last week, I think, where everybody thought last week's Grand Prix was boring. I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, I thought I thought this was pretty fucking dull, if I'm perfectly honest. And even even with what happened with pit stop strategies, I, it was a very, one interesting thing, I think. There's one really good thing I want to talk about later. Um, but apart from that, I, I thought 
very early on you could see from when one moment happened it was going to be a foregone conclusion what the, what the result was going to be so yeah uh, I, I was I, I, I found myself battling sleep during it and I wasn't even out last night but that was just one of those things I suppose anyway what do we have uh, Yuki Tsunoda was last not his fault he had a electrical failure or an engine failure or something that made his car stop moving forward and stop. Uh, at first, when it, when it went to that shot of him, I did think he had a bit of a spin. That's where my head went first. But no, no, he didn't have a spin. It was it was some sort of technical issue. Um, very sad for him. But he, he hasn't been what you call on top of it all weekend. Um, I do stand by my my thing of saying that maybe he was just, he, he caused a bit of impact immediately and time will tell you know i think that like i say, i think there's been some overhyping with yuki Tsunoda from media people really it's not you know it's it's not his fault he's just coming in trying to do the best job he can but um i think the media see a like a personality and some some one people will gravitate towards and they want to make a big deal of them don't they it's in the same way as they want to turn a Carlos Sainz and Daniel Ricciardo into the next Formula One circus and they don't see, especially Daniel Ricciardo doesn't seem to want to play that game, which I'm fucking happy about. Um, yeah, so it's, there wasn't really anything to talk about for Sonoda. He just had a pretty a pretty rough time of it. You know, he had a, a rough qualifying. He never see, felt like he was sort of on pace with his teammate. Uh, he accused his team of maybe not giving him the same car in qualifying, which I found very fucking odd. Uh, I'm sure he regretted saying that as soon as he said it, to be perfectly honest, because um, I don't, when you consider how uh, Red Bull have treated Pierre Gasly, it's not like he is the fucking chosen one, is it? So yeah, it's just one of those things. I look forward to seeing what he's going to do in the next race. I suggest he will probably crash in Monaco. Um, Nikita Mazepin was his usual slow self, and he fucking... It's like he's colorblind to blue, isn't it? He does not give a fuck if he's getting lapped. Um, and now, obviously, I, uh, I, you guys fucking know me. You know what I'm up to. You know that nine times out of ten when I say nice things about Mazepin, I'm just trying to fucking boil a bit of piss in the corner. That's fine. We get it. We get it. It's all fun, isn't it? But in all seriousness, I did think that given what happened to him on the way into Formula One, that it was worth maybe not talking about that sort of stuff and allowing him to succeed or fail on his own merits. And uh, he's not looking good, is he? And I am I am confused by it. I said it last week. I'm confused why he seemed like a competent GP2 driver that's an awful Formula One driver. Um, what I do think is, mind you saying that Nicholas Latifi was a competent Formula One driver as well, who also appears to be an awful Formula One driver. Uh, sorry, a competent GPF2 driver uh, that seems to be an awful Formula One driver. But what I am thinking is, when you look at the uh, Mazepin way into Formula One, which is very similar to the Stroll way into Formula One, where Stroll invested in a team, be it Williams and then that led to one thing and then another thing and then a team is bought, which is exactly what I think the Mazepin family are going to do. Um, I do wonder if, would Lance Stroll have done better or worse than Mazepin in a car that bad? 
because that's the thing with Lance Stroll when he came in, he was fucking abysmal, and he's still not the greatest of Formula One drivers. Let's be honest, uh, but he was abysmal when he first came in. But he had a fucking good Williams. You know, he got the last, the last of the decent Williams cars before it all went fucking down downhill. Which again. We'll talk about this a little bit later on. Might be even be stroll related as to, um, you know, I've, I've kind of put all the blame on um, the Williams family door, uh, especially Claire. And I still stand by that. I, um, I know some ins and outs of what's gone on there. And yeah, it's, I I still mainly put the the blame on, on that team's like failure to on the management side. But I can't help but think that Stroll money came into Williams and then things started happening to Williams and Stroll money went into Austin Martin and things seemed to be happening to what was Force India. So, but yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Lance Stroll would have done better in that car. I think he'd have probably been worse. So it's it's hard to judge, isn't it? It's hard to judge Mick Schumacher as well. Mick Schumacher seems to be doing a pretty solid job, to be fair. You know, it's the um, I, again. I mean, I've I've said quite a lot that oh, we, he's obviously not the second coming of his of his father type thing. But who knows in that car? You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's not even this year's car. It's last year's car made legal. I mean. <laughs> That's not ideal for anybody coming into Formula One. So, I mean, Mick, I suppose this is one thing for Mick and Mazepin. Uh, neither of them have to worry about being thrown out of Formula One, which is which is not, if you, say if you were George Russell, for instance, that came in uh, into that team, or Lando Norris, or I don't know, Sonoda, um, for instance, had come into Haas instead of... Uh, Alpha Tauri, you know, it's you could have you could fall out of Formula One very easy. Mick Schumacher is not going to fall out of Formula One after one season. It's just not going to happen. Mazepin has all of the money in the world, so he's not going to fall out of Formula One. So they both have time to prove that this is Hass's issues and not their issues. Seventeenth uh, was Fernando Alonso. How sad that is. He looked like he was hanging on for a point for a while. They had to pit in the end. It's just he he said in in, a, in an interview that he was just hanging on to the back of the cars and he took a gamble of trying to get some tires to try and get back up into the points. Didn't work. Um I don't really know what's going on with Fernando. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure that again that car is so odd. I mean and I I'll, I'll hold my hands up. He is being beaten by Ocon. And that surprises me. Um, is it just Fernando needing to get used to being back in a Formula One car? Everybody, you know, everyone that's changed teams has struggled. So when you consider that Fernando hasn't been in Formula One for two years, then maybe it's that. Maybe that's what it is. I would, I would think that right, right now, now coming in this this weekend and Monaco. Uh, we we I mean we didn't see the updates that we thought Alpine were going to bring that or they brought updates but we didn't think we we thought they were going to do more than they actually did by the sound of it. So 
I mean, again, I don't think for, I don't think Fernando Alonso is going to fall out of Formula One. So it's, we we will hope that they produce a better car next year to maybe show off some more. So show show whether Fernando has still got the old Alonso there. I mean, he showed glimpses of it, like he monstered Lance Stroll uh, at the beginning of the race. You know, it's the and. It's it's a brave racer that puts Lance in positions like that because you know he's we've seen it before he's not the he's not the best at wheel to wheel combat so you know the old Fernando is still there it's just is he going to get in the time that he has available to him in Formula One is he going to be able to get to be around long enough to get a car to show any of it I I I do hope so sixteenth um, was Nicholas Latifi. Who fucking knows what Nicholas Latifi does? Fifteenth um, was Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, sorry, I should, I should go back. It did look quite good for Williams at one point, didn't it? When they double stacked them, but um, yeah, tires. I think tires ultimately destroyed destroyed Williams, probably because they're moving around a little bit more. You know, we've got they've got this aero peaky aero car. It can't be easy to drive. Um, but yeah, Nicholas Latifi will forever just be pottering around. I don't know what, what should we say? He'd be pottering around six seconds behind George generally, you know, halfway through a race, maybe four if he's been particularly on it and George had a sandwich, but yeah, so it's, yeah, Nicholas Latifi's there, you know, hey, fuck it. If you're Canadian. He's Canadian. Support him. Fifteenth, uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. Uh, again, like it seemed like he was going to have a reasonably decent race. He, I, I thought they'd have qualified better than they actually did. Uh, they fucked his tires up by bringing an uninflated tire up. Uh, everyone said that that's something they've never seen. You know, all the pundits. I've never seen anything like that before. So, yeah, somebody forgot to put the bloody nitrogen or whatever it is they uh they fill these tires full of so yeah um pretty pretty bleak day for Antonio Giovinazzi beaten by George Russell who was 14th like I said George Russell was hassling Fernando Alonso for 10th at one point um really thought he was going to do it at that time but the tires and time just got the better of him which saw him demoted to 14th and behind the points battle which he was in uh just ahead of him in 13th was sebastian vettel again another week to forget for sebastian uh i'm not right should we look let's address sebastian vettel we'll do it in depth a little bit later on actually because i think i think one of you's mentioned him in the comments so it's probably it's probably bad i've got quite a you guys fucking hooked me up this week with uh uh with questions theories comments and queries about the about the grand prix so that was good i enjoy i enjoy getting like messages that we can read out and go through on the podcast because it gives me content uh kimmy raikkonen was 12th again i thought kimmy would have been would have been better um i think something happened to kimmy did something happen to Kimmy that I've forgotten? Not sure. I think something happened to Kimmy. See, I do this off memory, if I'm perfectly honest. I'm, I'm usually, I used to do this off memory and uh, Ted Kravitz's uh, notebook, but there's no notebook this week, was there? So we're just doing it off of his memory. Um, 
Lance Stroll was in 11th. Lance had a pretty good race, didn't he? You know, it's again, how how good is Lance Stroll doing? Because neither, you know, he hasn't got a benchmark at the minute. I mean, is Sebastian Vettel actually doing a really good job? And Lance is really fucking like giving it a courtesy lick and ramming it home. Or uh, is he um, is he just doing what Lance Stroll does, getting a car? Is that car capable of going like, I don't know. If he got, got it in 11th, should it have been 6th? Should it have been up there with McLaren and Ferrari? Who, who knows? You need a you need a benchmark in there. And right now we don't have one because we have Lance Stroll and a broken Vettel still. Or is he still? He's not Ferrari broken. Let's say mending Vettel. Um, Pierre Gasly got 10th. He got the last points position. Excellent recovery drive from him considering he had a penalty for parking his fucking car in the wrong goddamn place. He was like front wheels over the yellow line. Fucked it. Absolutely fucked it. It was like a nana parking a car in a multi-story car park. Um, yeah, so good recovery. Got good, good, good recovery drive from Pierre Gasly. Um, Esteban Ocon was ninth. A, a good solid drive again. You know, it's Fernando Alonso is your benchmark, and he's out qualified him and beat him in the race once again. Never appeared to be anywhere near. Uh, Fernando did he you know it's he always seemed to be ahead enough where they never really fought each other uh one thing I will say here is I need I think we need to it's when people turn around and say oh yeah well Spain's not very good for overtaking I've got a great idea let's stop going to those circuits the circuits where people say oh cars can't overtake here let's not go there that's like saying Let's go and get ice cream. Should we go to the coal yard? You know, it's like, no, you can't. You can't get ice cream there. Okay, right, great. Should we go to the place where we can get the ice cream? Let's go get the ice cream. Uh, If I want coal, then I'll go to the coal shop. I won't go to the ice cream shop because the coal shop will have coal. The ice cream shop will have ice cream. Um, And if we go to the circuits where there's no overtaking, those circuits won't have the overtaking. And even with DRS, you know, we saw a few moves and like, again, Lewis overtaking to take wins, which is great. It's great to see. But most people, especially in the mid grid where maybe um, everyone was on a similar strategy because I think it was only Kimmy that started on slightly different tires. Uh, oh, no, it was Kimmy that only Kimmy that started on different tires. Uh, and he, oh, he one stopped it as well. What an absolute savage. Was he the only person? No, Esteban Ocon. Pulled a one stop off as well. Kimi and Esteban, only one stoppers of the race. Esteban clearly making it work better than Kimi did, though. Um, but yeah, we need to stop stop going to these tracks and just like, well, well, what? Let's. You wouldn't have an Indy car race around a dirt oval. You know, we should go to tracks which fit Formula One cars. We shouldn't take Formula One cars to tra- to tracks and then make them work. It's even worse when fucking circuits are purpose-built for Formula One cars and they don't work for them. I'm almost convinced the only, the only one I can really, really think of my head in modern times is... Um, I know I'm not to count street circuits because I do quite like Baku. But... Um, yeah, it's, we're Austin, aren't we? Austin's the only like modern classic, if you like. Uh, 
and that's just because it's plagiarism corner by corner. But, uh, yeah, I just want better circuits. I want better circuits for racing on, and we, we get, like, the dullest double header here, don't we? Because you get Spain where you can't overtake, and this is why cars pretty much finished where they started. Um, and then we go to Monaco where cars definitely, almost certainly finished where they start. So yeah, it's like the fucking snooze double header for the uh, for next uh, next well the next race after this race. Uh, where are we up to? Lando Norris was in eighth again. He made one place up. He was ninth. He he got to eighth. I was hoping for a bit more from. Um, uh, I was I was hoping from a little bit more from Lando, but he did he did what he could. He did a good job, I suppose, and he just. You know that again. I think it's, it's like the. I think we'll talk more about Mercedes and Red Bull, but I think the two closest cars in performance, especially this weekend, seemed to be Ferrari and McLaren, didn't they? They seem to be like the same speed type car, just with a different splash of paint on it. So yeah, that that puts you in that awkward situation, doesn't it? Where you can't really move forward. Uh, Carlos, did Carlos Sainz get Lando on the restart? I think that was the, that was it, and then there there we were. But uh, I expect more from Lando in uh, in Monaco. In fact, I think uh, Lando and George Russell both going to do rather well in Monaco. Carlos Sainz seventh, solid drive from Carlos. He thought there was more in his car probably fancied himself being up there in fourth or fourth or fifth with his teammate which you would expect he's getting his head around that ferrari and i think he is doing the best of any of the drivers to move teams or enter formula one this year carlos has proven that he is class and in my eyes if i mean i know fucking on a different formula one show you know that other one i do with those other biffs um I shouldn't say other biffs. With those other biffs, make me makes me sound like I'm a biff, and I'm not a biff. They're biffs. We all know that. Um, but I, I might have turned around and said that Ferrari had two Felipe Massas in the car, or two Rubens Barrichellos. Can't remember now. Probably Felipe Massas. I said. I obviously don't think that, uh, but I do believe Carlos Sainz is probably if Ferrari get a car capable of like fighting at the front to win a world championship. I think Carlos, it, when he's embedded in that team, will be the the surer feat to do better week after week after week after week. I think he is the uh, the the modern um, reincarnation of uh, Prost, maybe. But yeah, I, so I think he'll be grand. I think he's going to get his head around this. I think it's going to be good. Speaking of people getting their heads around things. Daniel Ricciardo has had a great weekend. Outqualified his teammate, uh, raced really well. Uh, I'm. It would have been interesting maybe if there had been a closer comparison between Lando and uh, Daniel to see if uh, uh, what Lando had race pace wise against him that would have been good because there was a little bit of me wondering. I wonder if um, I wonder if Daniel will end up having to make way for. Uh, for Lando again but he didn't have to so that was good but a good race hopefully something uh, Ricardo could build on he said he felt good in some corners then there was other corners where he felt he was sort of not really on it and losing a little bit but 
clearly positive steps for Daniel Ricciardo. And it's it's a strange one for me because like I'm so fickle with well, I sorry, I'm not fickle actually. I'm the exactly the opposite of fickle. I'm gonna explain why. Um if I find a driver that I really like, like them a boy blue, you know, it's, it's you you saw how like I, d- I uh, defended Jensen over the years, and uh, I was I, I I waved that Jensen flag with pride. But uh, and Lando's my new guy. But usually, when I have teammates, uh, the teammate of the person I'm supporting, I want them to just be destroyed. That's like I just want you destroyed by my God. But not in this case. I want Lando to beat Daniel, but I don't want Daniel to come out of it badly so i'm i'm really hoping that this is like the turning point and it will be good for lando norris to come out on top of a fight with ricardo through the whole season that uh you know that's a real fight uh sergio perez was fifth kind of innocuous he was in no man's land shouldn't have been beaten by ferrari given the given the car he's got uh, I'm not really sure what's going to happen here. You know, if I'm going to criticise Valtteri Bottas, which I'm probably going to do, um, then you have to you have to criticise Perez here. Uh, Max Verstappen was in no man's land again. You know, he was in that that thing where he had two Mercedes. Well, he didn't have a second Mercedes to worry about, but that's only because Bottas was too slow. He should have been fighting two Mercedes. The, uh, this weekend and uh, it was more luck for him than not that he wasn't fighting two Mercedes it's not good enough from Perez but I don't know what Red Bull do uh, I mean the only thing I can suggest or I think Red Bull could do is they could just go for a smash and grab on a top driver and try and try and manage a team with two top talents like um, Max Verstappen, you know, it's if Mercedes don't take um, George Russell, do you go for a smash for George Russell and pay to get him out of his contract and get him into Red Bull? I think, I think if Mercedes don't use him, we've seen they that we've seen they did it with Renault with Ocon. Um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't see what I don't think they would destroy George Russell's career just to keep him from being competition. I don't think that's how Mercedes work. I, I certainly don't think it's how Toto Wolf would work. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know what Red Bull do because Sergio really needs to come together like and quickly because at the minute, Bottas is more than vulnerable and Perez should be up there hassling, if not ahead of Bottas, because He's the one not performing to what that car's, car is. I mean, obviously Perez isn't performing to what the car is either. But if he could, if he could just turn it on, let and I think the thing is, there's more chance of Perez being able to do it than there is Bottas because Bottas is just doing the job Bottas has always done. It's just Red Bull are closer. Perez can do a better job than Bottas. I think, especially in races, maybe not in qualifying. Maybe Bottas has the edge on him over a single lap. But during a race, I believe Perez has it on Bottas. But it's just not there at the moment. And it's it's just it's not good enough for the situation Red Bull are in. They need both drivers there. Otherwise, this is gonna be a 
unassailable task for Max Verstappen to win a world championship. Um, Charles Leclerc was fourth. Excellent drive, Charles Leclerc. You know I give Charles, Charles a little bit of stick here and there, but he was legitimately best to the rest this weekend and found himself in front of, in front of Red Bull. Um, I'm not sure. It's probably him or Lewis for me who was driver of the day, if I'm perfectly honest. Good, good drive, Charles. And it's, do you know what? I'm not the greatest Ferrari fan, as you probably know. I think they cheat a lot. But unless they're cheating now, which I don't think they are because of how close it was for them last time, uh, they've done a really good job to at least get that car back up into the midfield. And like I say, third best car on the grid today. Uh, Valtteri Bottas, now. Do we talk about this now or do we talk about it later? Let's talk about it now. I know some of you have asked me in the in the comment comments to talk about it, and I'm sure some of you have got comments about it, which we'll, we'll, we will still go through at the end. Um, boring race from Bottas. He, Max and Lewis checked out on him. He couldn't keep up with them. Um, just basically run a Bottas race until Lewis Hamilton had to pit from the from. Uh, second for new tyres in order to make up 20 odd seconds to try and attack Max Verstappen now Bottas was told over the radio I'm sure you all know this I don't know why I'm trying to build tension but but you know where it's going Uh, Bottas was told over the radio don't hold Lewis back Bottas did hold Lewis up and I believe that that overtake on Bottas using DRS as well was a legitimate overtake because Bottas turned in on him. Like Bottas defended. It wasn't like he held him up for a bit and then as soon as Lewis got on, got alongside and went, ah, oh, fair fucks, you did it. You did me, Louis. On you go. Go and try and win your race. He didn't. He turned in and he wanted to stop what was going on. I don't hate this. Yeah. Because it's what Bottas should be trying to do. He's trying to save his Formula One career. I think he knows his his days in Mercedes are numbered. So he needs to prove that he's fucking still got some fight left in him. And it's not been beaten out of him um, by arguably the greatest racing driver of all time. Um, Lewis said after the race that uh, it was fine. And that Bottas did nothing wrong, and that he was he enjoyed the battle, and he actually said Bottas let him pass. I don't believe this. I think this was PR speak. I think it's very easy to be magnanimous in victory. Had Lewis Hamilton lost the Grand Prix by a second or two seconds, I think that would have been a different Lewis. So yeah, I think Bottas will have had an interesting debrief, and I don't right. He was asked in the press briefings wasn't he about being replaced before the end of the year does he know something like even if even if it's not been like announced to him within the team has there been like a, a, a particular team member which is close to Valtteri which is whispered look I, I've heard from reliable sources that coming out of Stuttgart they are thinking they prefer a young British guy in the car rather than a almost middle-aged Finn. So, I, uh, I, in fact, I don't, I don't even know how old Bottas is. He could be fifty for all I know. 
But yeah, I, I, I'm convinced. I'm convinced he did that because he knows he's on his way out and he's trying to save his career. Makes sense to me, guys. Uh, it makes sense to me. Uh, Max Verstappen was second. <sighs> See, this is where I found the race boring. I enjoyed him getting into the lead because I thought it showed it. it you know, it gave more of a chance for a decent race. We didn't really get much of a race from uh, from after that. You know, it was, it was cool watching them trade lap times, but ultimately. I think we all kind of realised, especially when, when Lewis pitted, and even when they... Um, this is what I find crazy about what happened to Max Verstappen. Red Bull radioed over... Oh, quickly, props to um, this whole team manager to FIA thing. We need more of that. Total Wolf to the FIA about blue flags was great. Really enjoyed it. Big surprise. Didn't expect it to happen. So, yeah, I, I want more of that. But um, when... When they sort of radioed into him saying, oh, yeah, uh, Lewis has pitted. This could be hungry again. Why didn't they pit him? You could see on the, I mean, albeit, let's be honest, flaky Amazon um, Amazon stat package that you get. Uh, we could see that they were... Um, the, he would have come out a second ahead of Lewis. So he still, if he'd have, even if he'd have gone round, like, because obviously Lewis snuck in, it would have been tight, don't get me wrong, and he could have lost position if Red Bull didn't do a good stop. But it was a better tactic than just leaving him hanging because he was so much slower. And even then when, it went, when they went in, they should have dragged him back in, maybe 15 laps to go, something like that, put soft tyres on. Three seconds a lap quicker, quicker he was at Lewis Hamilton, than Lewis Hamilton when they stuck the softs on him. Who knows how long that would have lasted for. I get it, but he'd have had a chance to do the same thing. As it was, they left him out long enough where they re- really, they made it inevitable. This was, as soon as, as, soon as uh, the Bottas-Hamilton thing was over, it was inevitable he was going to catch Max Verstappen and that Max wouldn't have had an answer to him just because he had no fucking grip. So I don't know what Red Bull were thinking. I mean, realistically, I've just discussed Lewis Hamilton's race as well, so I don't even think there's much point in talk, talking about the winner now, but great race win. Lewis is, what, two race wins away from 100 wins, just got 100, 100 poles. He's... It's fucking incredible. You know, it's if he wins the championship this year and he's going to leave, well, not leave Formula 1, but he's going to leave 2021 over 100 poles, all the other records that he smashed over the years. I'm sure there'll be a couple of records pop up that I haven't like noticed. You know, he's got, he's going to leave with over 100 wins. I mean, he will. He, like, he will absolutely win three races this year. So he will have over a hundred wins at least. You know, it's he, he's obviously. You know, he's probably going to win what six races, seven races, ten. I don't know. It's fucking Lewis Hamilton, he could win nearly all of them for all we know. Because I think that's this is the the real shout to Red Bull is that I don't. I think Mercedes' problems were greatly exaggerated at the beginning. I think uh, Red Bull's performance. Although a good car and a better Red Bull than we've had for a while was slightly exaggerated as well. But normal service appears to be resuming with Mercedes. Uh, on a track like um, 
Spain, Cas- uh, Catalonia. What's it called? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't. I can't remember what the what the circuit. Why am I saying Catalonia? I don't. Oh no, I can't remember what the circuit is. Fuck it. At the Spanish Grand Prix, at the Spanish Grand Prix, California. Um, you know, it's it's a chassis circuit. It's a car circuit, and the fact that we thought Mercedes had the weaker car and on those medium tires, the even, even though, uh, the, even without taking the aging tires for Max into comparison, when they got on the mediums, Lewis was just on it, wasn't he? He was on it. So I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't put him out of the championship now. As far as I'm concerned, I think this is going to be a closer championship, but I don't think it's going to be the Titanic battle that we want and deserve. I think we're going to get sold short by Mercedes just being fucking great again, which is a shame. Um, We'll have a quick look at the standings before I listen to what you guys had to say to me. Uh, Driver standings, Lewis Hamilton is at the top of the championship with 94 points. That is 14 points ahead of Max Verstappen with 80. Valtteri Bottas finally got himself up there a little bit and he is uh, on 47 points in third position, which unfortunately sees Lando Norris demoted to fourth in the championship. Charles Leclerc's fifth, Sergio is sixth, which is fucking silly. He should be above Lando, really, if we're all fucking honest. Um, and really above Bottas because Bottas had a torrid time. So if Sergio would have like could have got on board quicker, he'd have been there. Daniel Ricardo, Daniel Ricardo's doing a good job in seventh, considering how like iffy the start of his McLaren career has been. I think to be ahead of a Ferrari and just behind Sergio isn't too bad. Hey, Carlos Sainz in eighth, Esteban Ocon ninth, Pierre Gasly in tenth. Lance Stroll in 11th, Fernando Alonso in 12th with only five points. Yuki Snowda is second. Everybody else is pointless. Um, so I have a some chatter from you people. Uh, Someone asking whether I post the hot lap Spotify. I feel I haven't seen it, seen them on there. I'll have to message you back. If anyone's, if anyone wonders, like listen to this on the YouTube or, or so like the Patreon or something like that. Um, you can't listen to YouTube. It doesn't go on YouTube. Nah, fucking facts. Uh, obviously, yeah, this does go on Spotify, but it doesn't go on the Musi Audio. But you obviously, if you fucking listen to this, you know, fucking shut up, Lee. Um, Ant Kit. Dandu, Antkit Dandu. Uh, Ricardo looked great. Uh, is he going to have the measure for Lando starting from now, or was it a one-off? I don't think it's a one-off. I think he's going to fight. Uh, I think he's going to fight um, Lando like much closer all all over the year. Uh, Atomic Fabrications, who asked me about Spotify, well, I will message back as soon as I finish this. Um, uh, maybe some of Ocon versus Alonso talk. Who would have thought four races in he would be out qualified and out raced Alonso? I'm not a huge Esteban fan, but he's really stepped up this year. He has stepped up this year, and I think that goes without saying. Um, I'm still not convinced 
that that's the way it's going to stay. And I, again, I think lack of testing is a real issue this year. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just don't see Fernando not getting on top of this. You know, I think he's a, a Fernando's a fucking clever boy, isn't he? He's not daft. So yeah, I think he's, I think he's going to be great. So yeah. Uh, Dave. Ah, hi Dave. How you doing, mate? Uh, I missed it. Do I do I need to watch uh, the replay or are highlights enough? Highlights are enough. But if you listen to this, you'd have made your own choice. Uh, Bend over. I'm starting to think you change your fucking you, you change your name just for these com- uh, questions. Uh, we talked about giving Checo t- uh, time in the car, but he was nowhere near the top three. Basically allowed Merck to play with the strategy and win. Not to me- mention that. Uh, it's Barcelona. Uh, he he took an eternity to get past Ricardo. Yeah, it's it's not good enough. It's absolutely not good enough. Um, Checo needs to step it up. You know, he's he's not only just got a car capable of winning races. He's got a car capable of winning a world championship. You know, it's my my half dream that I didn't believe would have been that he'd have come in and like rammed fucking. Verstappen, a new one, and we didn't realise all this time we were watching him going, yeah, he's quite good at saving his tyres. He's actually just like a genius Formula One driver that was trapped in a mid-grid car. Um, Dean, Mercedes, uh, Bottas-Mercedes relationship can't be great. Uh, If he disobeys team orders, George in before the end of the season. I think George will be in before the end of the season. You know, I don't... There's something going on with that. And I think George is smart enough to come into Formula One, take Bottas's seat, oh, sorry, come into Mercedes, take Bottas's seat under the proviso of, Luke, you can go next year. You can fight Lewis all you want. You are our future. Um, But this year, you can't win the World Championship. You need to play the team game because he knows if he can do a similar job to what he did uh, in Hamilton's car, in Bahrain. Um, yeah, so that's the noise I make when I'm not sure of what I'm saying. You'll have noticed me say it a lot. Uh, apart from when I said California, because I was fucking sure about that. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's smart enough to come in and play, play the team game for a year. And, but I also think he's ballsy enough to say, yeah, right, I'll do it. But next year, there's two number ones in this team. And like I said, I'd love to see a championship with with uh, Lewis and uh, George going head to head. I think it'd be great. I think Lewis would probably come out on top the first year, um, but I reckon George has the has the tools to give him a fucking good run for his money, um, and and eventually be the guy that beats him out of Formula One, like in a Alonso Schumacher style, like I keep saying. Uh, Mazepin blue flags. Mazepin ignores blue flags. He does not see the colour. He does not see the rainbow like we do. He only sees green, baby. Um, Ricardo holding off Perez and Science. Ricardo had a great drive. Said it before. Gasly just missed out. Uh, just just missing ninth place. I thought he was ninth. No, he was 10th. Yeah, great recovery drive, as we said. Uh, Darren Entwistle, uh, Bottas holding up Lewis. Yeah, little smiley face. It was fucking hilarious. I'm not going to lie. And right, the thing was, there was a bit of me there, not just the fact that I had five quid on Max Verstappen to win the race. But um, I kind of wanted Lewis to come second just to see the aftermath. 
if he came second by a second and a half. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, fucking hell. That just did things to me. The piss that would have been boiled. The piss. Oh. Ocon, impressive. Alonso not doing so well. Yeah, we've already covered this, Chris. Uh, you're right. Vettel, a wasted seat. Ah, oh, I don't want to say it. I, I, I want to give him time. And I know he's had all those years in Ferrari, but we can't fucking forget the fact it's not like he's got, I don't know, Perez as a teammate. He's got a fucking Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll. Man so slow they named him Stroll, not Run. Yeah, it's not good, is it? I think you're probably right, to be perfectly honest. I think Vettel's days in Formula One might be numbered. Um I don't think as much as Ferrari was a fucking shark tank, I, I don't think Austin Martin with the strolls is gonna be any fucking like less teethy. So I do I think I feel for Vettel. I think this is he needed to hit the ground running and spank uh, Stroll by seconds a lap, didn't he? For this to work, he needed to come in and go like slap his big old thick four-time world championship winning cock on the table and say, "Check this out, lads! This is a Grand Prix winner's cock." Um, yeah, and he he hasn't, has he? Uh, uh, Chris Hamilton super impressive again yes he put a little goat behind it and I think you're right you know it's I've said this for years on three legs four wheels that we when, when Lewis retires we will be having the conversation of whether he's the greatest of all time I was completely wrong about that because we are having the conversation of whether he's the greatest of all time and he's still in his prime which is even more impressive uh, Red Bulls uh, out of strategy again yep and strategy used to be Red Bull's fucking biscuit, didn't it? Um, Gasly, impressive recovery drive. We said that, yeah, Bottas, useless. I, I mean, is he useless? He was third. But again, he's only third because Perez is doing badly. If Red Bull, if if Ricardo, if it was still Ricardo and Verstappen, Mercedes would have no chance of winning the constructors' championship, and I do, I think that would be enough to stop Lewis winning the drivers' championship. Uh, Mazepin is probably the most out-of-depth Formula One driver since Harianto. Yeah, I I'm not gonna. I, I as as much as I wanted Mazepin to do well, just so I could continue to boil people's piss. God, I say that a lot. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd have loved him to, but it's it's not looking good. And this is the shit thing about Formula One in the modern age. Now we we are into the like the era of the. Oh, I mean, obviously we've always had super rich people, but there seems to be such wealth controlled by certain numbers of people that you do get the strolls and you do get the Mazepins um, that can just fucking buy themselves like everything they want everything they want like you want you want a drive yeah you can have a drive you can afford it do you want a, do you want a team yeah yeah give me a team fucking there you go there's a team do you want a continent yeah take africa you know it's ah makes me feel sad it does makes me feel sad uh chris's closing comment thank you for all the 
all the points, by the way, Chris. I I know we touched on some of them earlier, but I kind of had to going through them. But I do appreciate them. That's why I'm going through them all. Um, McLaren, great day. It was a good day. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Lando probably wanted a little bit more. I did. I put five pound on him for a podium, but. Um, at the end of the day, you start out of position in Spain. This is what's going to happen. Um, the points mainly rain on the plane. No, it doesn't work. There's nothing I can do. Um, F1 fan two. Fernando Alonso is the GOAT. Great man uh, with his own go-karting track and team. That's a statement, not a question or a talking point. Uh, and finally, Robert Sparks... Is Bottas leaving Mercedes? I think. I mean, where would where will he go when Merck don't want him now? Um, where will he go? Haas can't really go to Haas unless they Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo would be a good home. They could replace Kimi. They could just do a fin swap um, or he'd be a good replacement for Giovinazzi. Williams, if George Russell was to go to Mercedes, he could go to Williams. They could just swap here. He could go back there. He wouldn't want to, obviously, because he's been in a championship winning team for X amount of years. But, you know, Hustler's got to do what Hustler's got to do. And I don't think he's going to be running that hustle in said Mercedes anymore. So, thank you for listening to The Hot Lap. It's been a fucking joy again, talking to myself about Formula One for you to listen to. And sometimes I look up and realise this is 50 minutes and think, how the fuck have I rambled on for 50 minutes on my own? It's almost like I'm half decent at doing these monologue podcasts. Um, Again... Thank you if you are a patron to Musi Audio. Uh, I know this this doesn't go up on the Musi Audio channel, but it's obviously like Musi, Musi Audio is like my brand, if you like. And uh, anything that goes into Musi Audio helps me do things like this. So if you want to help me make content, uh, I have a new show coming to Musi Audio or like a shaken up show, um, which should be hitting next week. I'm literally, it's, it's, anyone that enjoyed Start Continue, might enjoy this but it's going to be less video game focused it is going to have glenn back so if you were a fan of glenn on start continue he will be a regular panelist with me for it um i'm thinking it's going to be something like uh the show's hopefully going to be somewhere in the mix of a um what we used to do with start continue uh, like if you watch Lou later, who does like the unbox therapy, um, well, we might cover some tech stuff as well, like Apple launches and things like that. Um, I also, I'm pretty keen on covering like large, um, oh, like pop culture things that like fucking celebrity YouTubers getting bopped by Floyd Mayweather and, that sort of thing. So that's hopefully, that's where we are. Might even be able to slide a tiny little bit of pro wrestling in here and there when there's a big thing like a WrestleMania going on. So yeah, that's the plan for what will be that show. I'm still going to do interviews and stuff like that. I'm still going to do the uh, uh, the movie show, like the not the director's cut with Susie. 
Uh, she hasn't been able to come around this week. And last week we did like a big mega two and a half hour thon, which she has to edit to put up on YouTube. It's going to be a YouTube thing. It was like a, it was a test thing. It was really good fun. I think you'll find bits of it funny. I'll probably put it up in parts so it's easier to, it's easier to digest. But yeah, there's, it's, we're coming out of lockdown, aren't we? And I, I think for Musty Audio, we want to try and freshen things up a little bit. And that this is what I'm going to try and do. So there is content coming coming to you. So if you're a subscriber, it's not that been lazy or, you know, it's just, <laughs> there is fucking things going to come your way. If you don't want to subscribe to the, uh, subscribe to Musty Audio to help me out for these things, this show is obviously on Sports Social Podcast Network. Uh, that's why there's an advert and stuff in the middle of it. Um, I don't really get a lot for adverts, to be perfectly honest. It's much more valuable for me if you retweet this. Like Now, if you listen to this now, instead of just flicking off to listen to Joe Rogan or whatever your next podcast is, just share it. Because if you like it, a couple of your friends might like it. That's how I grow a bigger audience. And I'll, inside baseball, since I had the uh, the virus which shall not be named, Denier, on my podcast, which I think I had a very good chat with him. I don't think, um, I, I, I didn't, I don't think I came across as being like crazy. Uh, my musty audio numbers have been in the bin, so I think musty audio might be a little tiny bit shadow banned some places. Anyway, um, this isn't really musty audio, so I'm probably just waffling, but I'm, you know, you got, you guys, you guys help me, don't you? I know, I know you're into the content I make, so I'm just telling you where we are with it. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I am at a total shunt on Instagram and Twitter. They are the two things I use most. Um, there is a. I thought it was published actually. I haven't published the Hot Lap Facebook page, but I fucking hate Facebook, guys. I do I hate it. Hate fucking Facebook. Hate Zuckerberg. It's just a fucking shithole for, like, single parents and nanas to shout at each other. I much prefer discussions with people on Instagram. Instagram's generally nicer. Twitter's entertaining. Um, I, I, I'm in constant flux of, like, just being under 1,110 followers now on Twitter because I, 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 I get past and I get, like 150 and think, right, here we are, we're moving again, we're moving. Then I say something fucking hilarious and the new people that are along aren't like you guys. They're not savvy to my dry wit. And um, they stop following me. So there you go. But you know me, I'm not going to change because I'm too much of a narcissist. Thank you for listening. And uh, to prove I'm a narcissist, I think I just waffled for another 10 minutes about my own stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some of it entertaining. If you didn't, I'm glad you liked the Formula One stuff. And I will see you next week and we can talk about anything that's happened in Formula One, what's going to happen in Monaco, and if Bottas has left. Bye-bye. Gross. Didn't even stop. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
Social Podcast Network.